This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Parts Group, a family of brands that includes RepairClinic.com, an appliance and HVAC parts solution company that's grown into an international brand. Before AmericanEagle.com, we partially launched a new technology platform developed by another firm. American Eagle helped take our technology to a whole new level with digital marketing, software development, and business insights into our key markets, appliances, HVAC, and outdoor power equipment, and did so both on time and on budget. AmericanEagle.com has the resources, experience, and talent needed to produce solutions. Our new technology platform developed by AmericanEagle.com has produced tremendous results with higher traffic, conversion, engagement, and online revenue. If you have any home repairs you need to take care of, check us out at RepairClinic.com. If you need a world-class website or technology project, then I would highly recommend AmericanEagle.com. Call AmericanEagle.com at 773-NETWORK. That's AmericanEagle.com, 773-NETWORK. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Giannato and Jeffrey show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter on X at JWright929ESPN. Dennis Willis produced the program for us. We're glad that he is with us. Sitting across from me is the Crucial Appeals lead sports columnist, the lead sports columnist in the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee, barely. Tied for eighth, best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter at MGNato. Mark, good day, sir. Good day. Good day to see you in studio, Jeffrey. It was, uh, you know, it's interesting on Monday nights now without football. Huh? Yeah, we're starting to get a, every, it feels like every week that we, every week that we finish another round of the playoffs, we get closer and closer to February. And last Monday night was like a nice reminder of what February's like post-football. It's like, oh boy, there's a lot of. Well, last Monday night we had the two playoff games. Remember? Correct. So we got well, yeah, we, we, we got one extra week. We got, well, I was, guess there was supposed to be one game. There was supposed to be one playoff game, but we got the double dip. But then it's like you're flipping around, looking, and you're like, "Oh boy!" Well, and big North Mo- Carolina Wake. Yeah, that was that, that was, was interesting. Fine. Just because at least North Carolina, it's a, it's interesting when North Carolina is good. But you did have it was a good it was a good night to have a good night for the Grizzlies. Yes, I know. Like no, some... there was no, there was a, it was a no apparent reason fun well, no, game. Toronto is not a good team either. No, no, but it was a no apparent reason fun game. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. wasn't no, them winning is not a no, gotcha. no apparent reason. But the game was fun. Yes, it was a good game. But well, was... let me phrase it. First half was fun. Mm-hmm. Third quarter was fun. It got sloppy late. Yeah, it was a night where even when Jaron Jackson Jr. was off the floor, 
they like extended the lead. Yeah. Um, and uh got that, to, yeah, exactly when he picked up that foul, you're like, oh boy. Yeah. Um so uh, it was a good night. It was a slow night in sports, but a good night for uh, a good a good night for a good night for the Grizzlies. Um and so I think we should start Tell the Truth Tuesday with some Grizzlies talk. Because I'm it, it's just we haven't had one of these seasons in a while, and I just feel like we're still. Don't you feel like the entire community still kind of adjusting to it? Yeah, I think that's fair. Most people are coming to terms with it, you know, and and but everyone's still trying to figure out how they feel about how everything's going right now with the Grizzlies, right? Wouldn't you say it's a feeling I out s- period? I think the biggest adjustment was right off the bat realizing like, oh, the twenty-five game suspension was a big deal. Because I think I think whether or not it was denial, whether or not it was delusion, yeah. whether or not it was the, yeah. a lack of understanding, naivety, however you want to phrase it, I think there was the feeling, at least initially. And we'll get through that. We'll get through yeah, that. All right. No, what he was saying, like they're going to be first in the West, but like most people thought they would, at the minimum, have ten wins. Yeah. Ten and fifteen felt kind of like the bottom. Yeah. And then when it was to six and nineteen, you're like, well, and then you got the the shot of life from Ja. And then you had the gut punch from the lack of jaw. Yeah, well, and just now with all these injuries that have happened. That's what I'm saying. But lately, really, but the biggest one, though, is the lack of jaw. Then you have a night like last night where they win the game, and, you, you know, there's again, I think people are figuring, how, figuring out how they want to feel about all of this because, and I, I, I think I, can, I could sell it as it's not the worst because you can enjoy the wins and you don't have to, like, fret about the losses. Obviously, you'd rather have a playoff contending team, but... Um, yeah, I think the thing that's key with this quote-unquote tank, mm-hmm. you're not trying to rebuild the whole... Like, this is not a start-over. Yeah. So, like, if they finish 7th instead of 6th, I'm really not that upset. Yeah. Because I'm not sitting here going, like, yes, you want to give yourself... I'm someone that does believe you want to give yourself the best possible chance. But I'm not going to sit here and fret about 2% mm-hmm. of a chance at getting... Uh, uh, top five pick, for, you know, a thirty eight percent chance versus a thirty six percent chance. Well, let's tell the truth Tuesday. Let's have an existential que- uh, conversation about the Memphis Grizzlies and their future. Uh, we'll do that to start today's show. Uh, Two forty or so. Tim Murray from Veasan will join us, like he always does. We'll talk about NFL Championship Weekend. He gave out some winners last week in college hoops too. Yeah, and some college basketball with him. Um, Three o'clock or so, we will get into the list. Penny Hardaway with some interesting comments during his radio show yesterday. Jeffrey, uh, been taking it too easy on the Tigers. Mm. And as I suspected, I, I said it was going to be like a back to training camp. Penny didn't phrase it exactly like that, but sounds like toughest practices of the year mm. coming up for the for the Tigers this oh, yeah. week uh, during their week off as they try to recover from back to back losses. We'll we'll talk about what Penny had to say. Also. Uh, Big uh, big moves in the NBA uh, to get into as well. Big night in the NBA last night. Um, and uh, I was kind of stunned by this. I didn't know. was this. Did you know this was in the works? WWE coming to terms with Netflix for Raw? So I had, I think John Oran, when he did his last column for Moving to Puck, his last column for Sports Business Journal, I believe he predicted Amazon. But he was very clear he thought Raw was heading to a streamer. And so, did I think it was going to be announced today? No, but I I figured they were going to be announcing a streamer. And to me, we're going to talk about it. The thing that's key about this, Mark, is this is the first announced deal in a while 
that the number was higher than people expected. So, like, what could the fallout be? To me, that's that's what's most fascinating about this. We will dive into that. Because I also, I don't know how many, did you get any of these texts from your wrestling buddies? I was literally about to cancel Netflix today. I had multiple people text me they were going to cancel Netflix. Mm. And it's like, well, this happened. Like, now what do I do? And they got, they made, it's a smart deal. So uh, lots and lots to get to. But let's start with the Grizzlies. They do. They get the win last night, 108-100 at Toronto. Uh, get some revenge on after that uh, loss back here at the beginning of January against the Raptors. They also flip, as you mentioned, flip positions with them in the lottery race. By half seven, a game. By half a, a game. A lot of basketball yeah. left to lose. <laughs> yes. Come on. That's the other thing. When people are doing the whole... Well, what does this mean about this reverse thing? Guys, it's January. The important work will get done in, at the end of March and in early April. That's when we'll really start jockeying. Um, and for God's sakes, the Blazers blew out the Lakers last week. Yeah. It's so, it's, it's, lots of stuff can still happen. This is the problem. It, it all goes back to the same thing. And I've made this statement for years and I stand by it. We need to remember, like we need to set our calendars next year. For January, in mid to late January, basketball overreactions, because it happens every single year. We get less and less football, and so we start to use, we have, we've not moved on from football brain. We're still, like, everything is an overreaction, knee-jerk, whatnot. And because we don't have as much football to watch, we're now taking that approach into basketball, and everything just becomes a massive overreaction with basketball. Whether it be the Tigers, whether it be... What does this mean for the tank? Like all, this, like, it's all just guys. A lot of game left. A lot of ball left. <laughs> a lot of ball left to be played. Um, in terms of that, how, yeah. how how are you digesting all this? So, you know, I, I mentioned that. You know, they they got the win last night. Like I, you know, it felt good to see him play well. Luke Kennard looked, you know, looked good again. Jaron was, you know, set a record in the first quarter with six steals. And like it's really, Jaron set the tone, and then. You know, all these other dudes, you know, like there was large portions of the second and third quarter where you're playing, you know, lineups with without Jaron and later on without Santi, who yeah. got hurt. Um, I don't think it looked that serious, that, but I think that's a knee to knee. I deal. think, well, he did have the knee problem, but it was the different knee, right? It's it was a, the other knee. The I knee, felt like the this knee was contusion. knee contusion. Well, knee contusion is what he had in the right knee. But it looked or in the left knee, and he was wearing a sleeve. But the injury last night, it looked like from what I watched. But on isn't TV, a contusion just a bruise? It's a deep bruise, deep bruise. Okay, but it's a bruise, correct? Yeah. And this looked like knee to knee. This looked like another bruise. Yeah, we could have another contusion. Yeah, yeah, but so he won't be out long term. No, it felt like that was like a pain tolerance thing. But and yeah. I also I, I assume that this is going to be kind of the way that it goes. Like yeah, better safe than sorry, yeah. guys. You you know, you know yeah. let's not push it back. Yeah. Yeah, because um, Pete had a nice line on the broadcast. Everyone that was available to play did play. <laughs> it's like, okay, so that's that's where we are. Um, so yeah. to answer your question, I am. I feel like I've I've been here for a little bit. I view this tank differently. Like, had this been before the was it the Tyreek the Tyreek year? So when they didn't trade Tyreek, and then I'm all in on the tank at that point. When they did win games, it devastated me. Mm-hmm. But that was, let's take a look at where that team was, that what it was coming back. They had no hope. Well, that 
seventh pick ended up, you get lucky in the lottery and it becomes John ja Morant, and then all of a sudden you can start to retool. That's not what this is right now. Mm-hmm. Like, they're bringing back a good team next year. Is the team good enough to be a contender? I don't know. But we know what they're bringing back next year. Like, this really is a one-off for me. So if you have a night like last night where if you just, like I did, once I put my, my daughter, we were, we were, it was bottle time and then bedtime. So we flip it on right during the, the last bottle. And you kind of find yourself going, this is a good game. Mm-hmm. This was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And so you're, like, that's kind of where I am. It's like, I don't get annoyed by it. If this were a team that had no John Morant coming back, no Jaron Jackson, no Desmond Bain, no Marcus Smart, like, if you didn't have a good team coming back, well, then, yeah, you start to get annoyed. But really what you're talking about adding is, like, you're hopefully trying to add, what, a cherry on top? Um, you know, No, I mean, I think you want to add a piece. A piece. Right, but to me, like, that's a cherry on top because, yeah. realistically, how many... Or, or on, use a, it, on a true or, title contender, how many rookies are there? I mean, or, you got, no, or use it to get a piece. Yeah, like to me, like I think the best case scenario, right, is kind of like what what the Nuggets did with Brown last year. Whereas, yeah. like you know, like he clearly contributed, but he wasn't like a long term piece, obviously. Right, and yeah. so like to me, like that's kind of how I view it. Like they can go and whatever that whatever that piece looks like. That's that's what I'm hopeful for. But I'm also not dependent on, like, I don't think this piece is the difference between them being a contender in the next two seasons and not being a contender. That's how I view it. Because, you know, the way, obviously, you look at these games is like last night. Vince Williams had another nice game. Double-double, 18 18 and 10. First double-double. 18 and 10. Looks really, like, he just, what's nice about him is just he looks like he belongs out there. And I thought Gigi Jackson had a pretty good game, a pretty good first, his first stint in the first half. Feels like he should be playing more. Honestly, um, but nonetheless, I see why at times they don't play him. I, agree. I think there's some legitimate defensive issues. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, but as the season moves along, I'm it fine. Feels like, and I would also say this: I'm fine building him up rather than yeah, throwing it all at him. Right, like yeah. I said, there's always times later on in the year where you, listen, yeah. we need to see what he looks like for 40 minutes. Yeah, Jared. Like we said, was really good. I thought in that game, outplayed Scotty Barnes. Like that was the you yeah. know outplayed Scotty Barnes. When Jaron was on the floor, he looked like the best player on the floor. Mm-hmm. Like even when he had at late at the end of the game when he like hurt his hand mm-hmm. and then he just came right back down and hit a three. Like yeah. that was kind of like oh that's big boy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was he was really good. and Canard was good again. Hit a, hit a bunch of shots. He, he got super hot. Yeah, he, he microwaved there for a minute. Yeah, yeah, no, it was nice. It was it was fun to see that um, play out. Um, and so we'll see. They go to Miami on Wednesday night. We are a little over two two weeks away. Because I look at this like, what are the things you you really should be thinking about? And it's like we're a little over two weeks from the trade deadline. We could see some movement then. Um, and you know, as I watch these games, I'm being very mindful of like, are they just gonna? Is it make the most sense? Not to really do, like, I, I don't think at this point you do, you can do anything truly drastic, or if it makes sense to do anything truly drastic. Like, for instance, if- I don't know if does it make sense is the right question because to me that's kind of theoretical. I think the real question is is kind of what you're touching at is what can they do versus what should they do? Yeah, like you know, you look at it, you're gonna have the. the 
what are they really missing if they believe in Steven Adams and Brandon Clark? And I, I, I would actually throw and Marcus Smart in there. And Marcus Smart. And we've gotten no suggestions yet that they don't. I would I would even go so far as to say I believe that as of right now, the plan would be run that back. If all the all of those things are back, plus Ja, plus Desmond Bain, plus Jaron. Yep. So that's six guys right there, right? Yes. Then you've got let's double check. You got the the five starters and, and yes, and Brandon. Yeah. And, and Brandon. Yeah. And then you've got let's say they picked up Luke Kennard's team option for fourteen million. Okay. So that's seven. Santi. Eight. Vince Williams. Nine. And then I guess there's you need you can go you go find a tenth. Your tenth is a big man as insurance because you're counting on Steven Adams and Brandon Clark. I think you need one more big in case, right? Yeah. Because you're gonna be at let's even look at it. Like let's say best case scenario that Steven and Brandon have healthy years. You're still not playing them every night. Yeah. You need so, another big. So whether it's at this trade deadline, whether it's at the draft, in the offseason, via free agency, via trade, via the draft, uh, via... I mean, it does seem like if you want... You need to find that for next year's roster. At least right now, in a quote-unquote weak draft, which, again, I'm not a draft scout, but I'm mm-hmm. just going by what almost everyone... The consensus opinion seems to be this is not a great draft. Mm-hmm. It does seem like if you're looking for a big, there are options for you in a bad draft. That's what they're saying. Well, and and let's see what this pick is. Again, last night they switched spots with the Raptors, but like, what if they? It's only a half game. Well, no, it's freaking out. Remember remember the last time they were in the lottery? They went from what having the ninth best odds. I think it was seventh, seventh best odds, to getting the second pick. Like, if if they got, you know, that's why I would. It's it's going to be interesting to me this deadline in, in a little over two weeks. In terms of again how we consume this, my gut tells me that we're not seeing a major move here, and like we're not going to the, the move whether it's for a center or whether it's for wing isn't going to happen here at the deadline. That's my gut's telling me. I think you're right. I think most of them like, and honestly, I'm, I think if they can consolidate some of that ro- back end of the roster with like a minor deal, well, like I, I want to maybe Canard at- gets traded because that is a. He has a $14 million team option. Like, Kennard's spot in that 10th spot, and maybe, I guess, Santi. But, you know, like, those are the only spots that seem up for grabs going into next year. Yeah, maybe if you see a team that thinks that Santi can be a starter, because it does seem like to me, Santi can be an important piece, but he's not going to be a, a regular starter for them. He'll be a spot starter at best. That seems to be the role that he's carving out. But going back to the, the 10 that you'd mentioned, mm-hmm. then I think what you can do is, Okay, now you're filling out the back end of your bench. Like, if Gigi's like your 11th or 12th guy, that makes mm-hmm. a lot more sense. And then yeah. you can kind of bring him along at the right speed. And like he can, yeah, if he goes on a heater on night here, night there, filling in. But I think the key thing for me going into next season, because I'm kind of viewing this as, if you want to take the Penny Hardaway approach, like, I'm mm. viewing the rest of the season as extended extended training camp. Mm. This gotcha. is... Uh, That's how I'm, you're taking it in? I'm getting long looks at like everybody. preseason. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> preseason with with higher intensity. Well, I wonder how this com- if this complicate not complicates it. I wonder how this influences it. Uh, we also got news today from Chris Haynes mm. on the Grizzlies front. Desmond Bain among the thirty five or forty players who is going to be included in the Olympic pool 
um, for the 2024 Olympics in Paris. Like, I guess someone who will get to try out for the team, essentially, or who will be considered for a spot on the team. Um, I, no word. I, the, I don't think the whole list is out yet. Yeah. Um, I would assume – I know Jaron might not make it onto the team, but I would assume since he played in that World Cup last year, he'll be part of the 35 or 40-person pool, that would too. Be, I would think it would be weird if you weren't on the FIBA team to not be in the pool. I'm not, does, yeah. I'm not saying that means he's going to make the team, but I would think that would be odd to me. Yeah, obviously. Unless he removed himself, which I don't think he did. And I'm not sure about Ja Morant. Uh, you know, no clue either. I mean, I don't even know if he could play with his injury um, in the Olympics. I don't know if he'd be healthy So enough. what, that would be eight months? Yeah, I don't know. Olympics are August. I want to say I want to say layrooms are like nine months. It'd be hard for him to do all the lead up to it too. Yeah, you know, I, like I think like you're not. Yeah, and I think if you're the Grizzlies, you're not wanting him to play in the Olympics. I don't think that's where you want his first action. Um, now the question is, I bring up Bain because he has this ankle injury. It sounds like it's progressing. They said reevaluated in six weeks, which would have been which would be like end of February, beginning of March. Um, I always kind of thought in my head, man, when we get to that time, I wonder if they even, like, bring him back. You know, like, because it'll be a month, month and a half in the season. But does, you know, I would suspect if he wants to play in the Olympics, he probably needs to show he's, maybe needs to show he's healthy at the end of the year. I'd imagine that that's a conversation you can have behind the scenes. Yeah. I would imagine that's a conversation where you would probably go to the, what, it's Grand Hill? It's like Grand Hill and Steve Kerr. I don't think they're going to hold it against him if, like, he's like, hey, for, like, for the better. I think, I bet you deep down he would want to play anyways. Like, these guys don't want to not Well, I mean, play. that's the other thing. Like, the other thing that I've found fun right now, watching Jaron play right now is a joy. Yeah. Like, because Jaron, like, hey, man, if this 65-game thing is going to, like, open up some doors, <laughs> Jaron right now is, like, he's he's padding the stats. Yeah. <laughs> Well, and by the way, he's padding the stats not in like big numbers on bad team. Like he keeps them in game. Like yesterday, I felt like that start was what basically was like right off the bat. Like that let everybody know, like all right, well we can win this. Yeah, he put his foot down early. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because this this question of like they're probably just going to run it back ultimately. Like deep down, like yes, there'll be some tweaks here or there, but like ultimately. There's this deep conversation going on about the Grizzlies. When Doesn't real- it feel like most of their tweaks are cuts? Yes, it's like cuts and like adding a vet. You know, adding someone who's a little more reliable as a spot player here and there. Yeah. Right? Isn't that kind of what it feels like? Maybe a big man, a big man. Yeah, but I mean, I guess you could talk me into if they think oh, they need a reliable big man. They need maybe another wing if just a. Just in case Vince Williams, like it seems like Vince Williams for real, but like just in case, well, define maybe. for real. Like, I think in so, a, like, are you really? Because I'm not at the point. I where think I, depl- I'm not ready to say like this guy's an NBA starter. No, but I think he, I, I think he's a guy you can have in your top eight in a playoff yeah. series. Okay, then yes, you know, I, like then, I think he's a guy. Okay, you know, but like, the problem is some people keep saying for real and they're like acting like this, this is like. No, like he's a guy who this I can trust the, in a playoff series. This probably. is the wing they've been looking for. Like I'm not ready for that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I think the to combination it, of him it. and Marcus Smart could be enough. You know, like the yeah, combination of sure. them two deploying them on the as your quote unquote wings could be enough. Yeah, like, okay. like t- taken together, and so I like that. I like that in, in terms of a roster breakdown. Um, but then you've got on the other. You know, it's interesting because. 
The other, the big news today in the NBA mm-hmm. uh, just happened in the last hour or so. Reporting. By the way, was he on that list of, you know, when we get those PR people that send us the, hey, Taylor Jenkins is included on this next coach to be fired odds? Mm-hmm. I don't think I had... I don't think I had him high on the list. Adrian Griffin yeah. of the Milwaukee Bucks has been fired. Uh, <laughs> he just Hello. this is his first year as the coach, um, and there were some bad signs early. Remember, he got who was it? He had, Terry Stotts was on his staff. Yeah, and they were the like, former Blazers coach, and they got in some sort of yelling match at a preseason practice or preseason shoot around, and it was like a week after like they had promoted like what a. Terry Stott's like, what a stabilizing force. Like, what a great hire this was going to be. It's like, okay. Yeah, and so, uh, and then, you know, it didn't, even though the Bucs have a pretty good record, it hasn't. Something smooth sailing. The Damian Lillard, uh, Giannis, Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton trio hasn't, just doesn't feel like it's clicked on all cylinders as much as you would have thought it would have. Um, it's been very, it's been more infrequent than you thought it would be so far. They're still like, I still thought they were very much in, well, there's still a lot of season left and they could get it. They could get get it together, uh, before the playoffs, but now they're going to get it together with a new coach. And it appears the favorite to land the job is doc rivers. Uh, (laughs) so, uh, the bucks going from, they get rid of Budenholzer. Yep. And. You would think, honestly, in retrospect, you're firing someone like Budenholzer who was like, won you a title. Mm-hmm. You'd be doing it to go hire a big, big-time coach, if you will. I, you know, I would even just say proven. Yeah, proven head coach. Um, instead, they hired a rookie head coach, you know, Adrian Griffin, who was like one of the guys on the Toronto staff, I believe. Yep. Um, and now fire him. What forty games into the season, forty five games into the season, his first season, and uh, now they're going to go hire at least in terms of name the big time coach, Doc Rivers. I don't know. I guess the one hesitation I would say is Doc has a habit of every time a big job comes open, Doc's name's the first to pop up. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, I'm sure there's other. Who else are you going to hire in this moment, though, when you're a championship team? Like, who else is on the market and available right now for this moment when you have a championship team potential? Mike potentially. <laughs> like, Mike D'Antoni, I guess? Like, right? Isn't he still... Is he kicking know? around? Yeah. Is he, I mean, still, he's not is he actively seeking employment? I don't know. Like, Stan Van Gundy? You go hire Stan Van Gundy? Jeff Van Gundy? Both are available. <laughs> like Co-head coaches? <laughs> um, can you go steal someone else's head coach mid-season? I would think that that is very frowned upon, (laughs) right? Yeah, I would think so. I I I mean, is there a precedent for that? You would have to trade assets. I mean, Bill Jackson, maybe. (laughs) True, he's available. He's available. Pat Riley's not coaching. Um, yeah, no, Pat Riley. I mean, you're. I think you're right, though. I don't. I find it hard to believe that you're just taking somebody's coach midseason. So therefore, you're hiring somebody off the street. So I guess to that, you're either, hi- excuse me, you're either hiring somebody off the street or you're taking somebody's assistant or you're naming the interim. But it, it very much is another sign of, like, the Bucks are, like, all, all in, right? Like, the Lillard trade, like, they're, it's interesting to watch how it's going for them and how they have a title. Because, like, you know, ultimately, remember when they won the title a few years ago, you kind of looked at them as, like, okay, 
that's a market like Memphis that can you know they they sure. got lucky with the Giannis pick ultimately like who would have ever thought you know like I they can say all they want they identified him that's great but no one oh I just thought of the perfect answer what's that Steve Kerr's exit oh go to go to go to Milwaukee <sighs> I'm just saying go coach Giannis yeah, just look for that exit I don't think you could pull it off mid season that's the only problem oh, that's I think that would be great though. <laughs> Watching that pompous well, spin zone. Well, yeah, they're going. Th- I don't know if you saw their. They, they came. They they returned to like practice. I guess since mm. the death of the assistant. It's actually very sad. It no, it's like, horrifically sad. Um, it sounds like uh, a bunch of the players on the Warriors like saw him die. Well, I mean, that was your first thought when you read like they're canceling games. Like, oh, that must have been in a team function. And, it was like, like at yeah. a dinner where yeah. some of the teammate, like a dinner where some teammate team players were at. Uh, were there when he had a heart attack. It was sad. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I brought up the Bucks because it just seems like an interesting well, I mean, my juxtaposition, deal- if you will, from what I expect the Grizzlies to do. And I don't think it's nec- – like, I think it's probably the best move to do. It's like, yeah, if you can find another guy to add to your 10 for next year um, at the deadline or whatever, you 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 maybe make a move – but they're in kind of this whole – the whole thing is just this – I don't know. I've never been in a situation like this where it's like a holding pattern. You know, with a team I cover or a team I root for. Like, you know, like in 20 – back when they were bad before. Yeah. It wasn't like a holding pattern. It was well, like – The roster uh, was terrible. Yeah. It was like you're trying to figure out your way out of, you know, ultimately the end of the core four era. And it obviously took shorter than expected. But, like – you know, you were trying to rebuild. Yeah, yeah, the end of the 2018 season was just kind of, you know, there was it felt different. It was honestly worse. Oh, um, there was no hope. You know, there was you didn't know what the, where, there was no what, hope. So you got lucky in the lottery. You didn't know what the light at the end of the tunnel is. But still, the holding pattern is very odd. It's just an odd. These next like we have we have like 35 games of like, huh? Like what do we what do we what do we make of this ultimately? What does this what does this mean? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's odd, but it's not unique. Like, yeah, no, I just, I like I said, I haven't experienced it at firsthand before, and so I'm I'm com- I'm coming to grips with it a little bit. Yeah, I think still the, haven't wrapped my arms around it totally. I think though, like when we're comparing it to the Bucks, though, the difference between them and the Bucks right now is like, you know, at this point, it's very it's the end. It's not the end of the line, but it's like they're getting. Well, it's also it shows that like Giannis is calling a lot of shots. Like in the end, why do they do the trade? Yeah, it's what Giannis wanted to do. Like, and I'm not saying that you think that's what it was. Hundred mm. percent. Why do you think? Why do you think everybody started doing the tampering claims? They thought that it was pre, like, predetermined. Yeah, perhaps you think. I mean, Gian- Giannis it, is more diabolical than we give him credit I think, for. I think. Uh, I think Giannis knows how to use the tell dad jokes and everything to his favor. I mean, in the end, he could have saved Mike Budenholzer because the reality is, you can you can have your quibbles about Budenholzer. I think Budenholzer would have been a better option than Adrian Griffin right now. Yeah, that's probably right. Do you think do you think it'll ever get to that point with the Grizzlies? Like this has been a pretty kumbaya locker room outside of like in terms of like players getting along with each other, you know, like yeah, the yeah, Jaw yeah. stuff happened, but like it's they no, all know, still know, like Jaw, you know. Well like, I mean, in the end, this I think would have been excuse me. This year would have been an interesting case study because I don't think even with Ja, they were going to be quite as good as they were expecting. And so losing is what what breeds a lot of just 
disgruntledness. Mm-hmm. And while like the Bucks aren't losing, they they clearly thought they were going to be better than this, right? Well, and ultimately, there's they have a set clock now. But I mean, of, like how long the they East. have Lillard like, signed and all that, you know, and Middleton. It, it just seems likely to me. Like Giannis could have saved Budenholzer, he didn't. Mm-hmm. Giannis clearly did not want this guy to be the coach, and he's out. And I didn't watch enough Bucks to sit there and go whether or not that guy was or wasn't doing a good job. But this is also it's the nature of the NBA. Like when we talk about, you know, what's Taylor Jenkins' future? Like in the end, it'll just be like if the players decide no more, it's no more. Chris Mannix reporting, Giannis lost faith in mm, Adrian Griffin. There it is. He had lost faith in him and the Grizz, the Giannis and the Bucks vets. Uh, yes, Chris Mannix reported several Bucks veterans, including Giannis Antetokounmpo, had lost faith in Adrian Griffin. Yeah, but I mean, duh. <laughs> you think you think uh, Lillard was one of those vets? I think I think that I think that would count. But I mean, like that's the other thing, though. It's like, does Doc solve all this? Maybe because I've always thought as I've always kind of thought as Doc, Doc, and. Uh, uh, who's our boy? Coach uh, managed the Orioles, Yankees, uh, Show Buck Show Walter. They're both great it's short term. term. Yeah, like you need yeah. a guy to come in and like set a foundation and whatnot, and knows how to manage egos. Correct, and, but, and, and he knows sure, how to do that. Stuff. And I'm sure, but in like it, the moment in like a game seven, do you want Doc? You know, in a playoff series, do you want Doc Rivers? I don't know, but I mean, I he still, has won a title. I do think though, Doc on a sh- like Doc on a spot start like this. I think that's oh, this a, is a good spot for Doc. Yes, I, I agree. Um, now I don't know who's going to do ESPN's broadcast. He's, he's doing ESPN broadcasts. I mean, I suspect what they're just going to do is just. Can you bring back Van Gundy? It's too late. I don't think. I feel like Van Gundy would hold a grudge. I don't think. Well, I, don't, I think Van Gundy he gave up nine million dollars. I bet he. I bet he's willing to let bygones be bygones. <laughs> I don't. I don't think the league is going to let that. Yeah, one I know. Um, can we get? You know? Can we you get? Uh, really, you know what this sets up? I'm, okay, here's what I'm hoping. Just let Doris be the lead. Doris Burke. She's fine. Two person crew. It's fine. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's fine. Leave it. Don't don't force feed me. That uh, what I'm worried about is a four person booth. JJ Reddick and Richard Jefferson. Oh and yeah. Doris oh Burke. god dang it! Don't no. do that. No, don't, don't do it. Don't do the checklist booth. <laughs> Female, white guy, African American. Like don't don't do the checklist booth. <laughs> Just leave it at Doris Burke and Mike Breen. They'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, if 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 Doc gets the job, I don't think uh, we have an official uh, announcement of his hiring. Do we? Ha- I was trying to think about this. Do we even have NFL booths? There's no A team NFL booth that's more than two people, right? CBS not, is not right now. Nance and Romo. NBC is Collinsworth, Tarico. Well, I will say CBS b- booth was like bringing in a third guy. It felt like all the, like you had Feely in there at one point. Yeah, but you Feely's had on Feely, Feely's Sterator. Sterator yeah, was but that's always the rules analyst. And when they don't have when they don't have multiple games, he just goes to the big game. Yeah. Whenever it's a one off, that's the same thing. I didn't need to see Sterator. But like ESPN the same thing. John Perry's in the booth on Monday Night Football. Uh, no, you're right. Right now I don't I don't think But like we, have we don't have like you know, it used to be three man booths were not that un- like th- that unusual. Yeah, I mean, the, my Monday Night Football theme that I remember in my head is Frank, got Frank Allen, and Allen Dan. Frank Allen Dan. We're, we're going to get this thing started. Who was, when Collinsworth is at Fox, wasn't there a three-man 
Wasn't he with Madden at one point? It was like him I think and it was Madden. Him and, and Madden, yeah. And, and Summerall. And Pat. Yeah, for a second when they were like trying to pass the torch, I guess. I don't know. But uh, they made a mistake. Fox made a mistake in letting go of. Oh, CBS first made the mistake, and then Fox made the mistake again of letting Madden go. Because uh, he was great. Well, CBS lost the rights to the NFL. Oh, that's right. They, yeah, that one at least true. was. That one at and least more was, understandable. Yeah. Um, well, bringing this back around full circle. The Grizzlies are very much not like the Milwaukee Bucks right now. <laughs> no, they're not in second in the East. Uh, that's true. They also uh, are not going to fire their coach um, and not going to hire Doc uh, Never say never. Yeah, that's true. Not going to fire their coach on January 23rd. Yeah. Um, they indeed got a win over the Toronto Raptors. All right, when we come back, let's talk some NFL championship weekend, also college basketball with Tim Murray of VEASAN. He's going to join us next. You're listening to Giannato and Jeffrey on 92.9. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. ESPN. Program is brought to you by Birdies, located at 493 South Main Street, Suite 101. Birdies is a new indoor golf simulator concept located in the historic South Main District of downtown. They have three golf simulators, a virtual putting course, as well as a full-service bar and a great menu. If you're anything like me and you want to work on your golf game, but this weather doesn't exactly make you want to go out and work on your game, this is a great spot to go and do so. Great thing about Birdie Simulators, when you get into the hitting bay, high ceilings, lots of room, you don't feel claustrophobic, you make the full swing, and whether or not you're just someone who wants to just go have a drink and play around on one of 600 courses worldwide, or you really want to work on your game from swing path analysis, ball speed, smash factor, doesn't matter, all the data that you need, they've got it right there on their simulators. Go check out their Instagram page, it's at birdies901. 
You can also reserve a hitting bay today at golf at birdies.com. Tim Murray's the host of VSIN's College Football Betting Podcast, as well as the College Basketball Betting Podcast, VSIN Prime Time. You know the drill, five to eight on VSIN on Twitter at one Tim Murray. Okay, Tim, I guess first off, congratulations on your three and O picks from last week. Those were, uh, we had a never a doubt. Never a doubt uh, Cincinnati covering overtime, but the other two I felt like were, were, were the right side the entire time. So shout-outs to your 3-0. But this is the other thing I'm, I'm thinking about this week. Neighbor Nick loves the Lions, and I think I do too. I think he likes both dogs again. I think he likes the Chiefs. How can you fade Patrick Mahomes? And uh, I think he likes the Lions. And, you know, I... Um, yeah, that, that line's interesting to me. Um, you know, well, Detroit and San Francisco. Look, I went against the, the Lions last week, and uh, I know Wilbon got all fired up about it, but uh, we had a chance to get the cover. We didn't, so it was, uh, it was an unfortunate uh, ending there to that game. Can we both agree, though, as someone who watches a ton of NFL? <laughs> Seven-point spread. But watching, watching Todd Bowles go for two was truly shocking. Like, and even like under... I got it. I, unlike Will Bond, I knew what he was doing. It I was thought just, it was dumb. Just watching, but Todd Bowles was like, of the 32 coaches, he might be the last one that I would think would go for two in that scenario. Ooh, Ron Rivera. <sighs> well, he's, not, he's fired, so I guess he's not a coach anymore. But, I mean, Ron, the, the all-timer, though, was the, the Rams game where before he botched the whole two-minute drill, but when he thought they scored with, like, three and a half and he put up go for two – and then when they didn't score, they brought it back, and then they did score under two minutes, and he went for one, which made even less sense. Like that, at least at one point he yelled up two fingers. I just thought like Todd Bowles, Todd that, Bowles. That's, di- that's where it goes. I'm with. I'm kind of with. I'm not with Will Bond in the sense of screw all analytics and don't take it into consideration and they're meaningless, whatever. Like I don't agree with that, but I do agree with the sentiment of. That felt like an instant where you're out thinking yourself and it's gone. The stay in the, the game as long as possible. The the uh, the this is this I guess the analytics is being relied upon well, too much in that decision I mean, making process. L- l- let's be honest. Just get the extra point and let's you know the, you know like I, I I don't know. I guess because you're on the road, you're going for the win. I guess you could say it. And, and like ultimately, it didn't matter in the outcome of the game. It didn't matter. Right. You could um, you could have also I don't know called a timeout when. Instead I, I uh, kind of bought. I kind of bought that knee. one. Golf went. Golf took a knee early. I'll say this: that was I a loved. Agreement. I loved every time the camera would go over to Todd Bowles. His his like whatever his resting face is is absolutely hilarious. Because like whenever it's, he always it looks doesn't confused. change. What doesn't change? So if it's something great happens, boom, Todd Bowles, same facial expression. If something terrible happens. See, he's like he is the definition of a never too high, never too low, and it's just like I, I thought it was, and it was like the contrast of him f- with Dan Campbell, yes. you know, who's like, like in tears, the most, yeah. emo- the most emotional coach in the NFL. I actually thought it was pretty fun. How do y'all feel about this? So, I, I just Mark and I have talked about this. I think analytics now, what also is doing them no favors is when they put up on every graphic, it always just go says for go it. for it. Yeah. I've, yet, I've yet to see one that said punt. Like, it just says go for it. So now. It's really, it's really, it's really yeah. Rupert Murdoch yeah, or whatever going, go, going, no, no, no. Every TV Where's, exec saying go for go it for makes it. it way more exciting. Yeah. Go for it, go for it, go for it. I've yet to see one that says good time to punt him back. Yeah. Pin him, pin yeah. him deep. Yeah. Call, coffin corner of this. So I'm waiting for Win that. the field gra- position yeah, battle. Yeah, I'm waiting, I'm waiting to see that one. But if you're down 15, I don't like going for two. 
Like, and I know that's the thing. Analytics would say you go for two. And it's like, eh. That one, I I got what he was doing. To me, if you're down, they still, if they score, they would have to get the two to tie, whatever. But I I just, the whole, the whole time on that one, like, I felt like the Lions were just better the whole day. Like, I felt like the Lions kept the Bucks in the game. And, you know, Baker's going to get hammered for the pick that he threw at the end. But it's like, I thought Baker played his ass off. I agree. Uh, I thought, no, I, I thought, look, I, I bet the, the Bucks at six and a half. And uh, I, would, I, was, thought we were, I was very fortunate to, uh, to maybe even be, get into the window of covering that game. Because I agree. I think, I think the Lions were the better team. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. I kind of bought into maybe the Lions are, are just kind of getting right at the, at the right time. Um, but I, I agree. I think Baker did play. I, I, Baker played well. You know, you flip it to the other NFC championship game or divisional round game, and I think the Packers have got to be kicking themselves all off. Oh boy! I mean, they 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 should have won that game. They were they were the better team the majority of the day, and they've got to be just absolutely kicking themselves. You know, even when you factor in a missed field goal. There were just other moments where it's just like, man, you drop multiple interceptions. Yeah. I don't know what Jordan Love is doing on that last throw. Obviously, you have the missed kick, and you're just like, man, well, the, the Packers third, are right there. The third, oh, the down. Niners had no business no, winning that the game. Third, uh-huh. The third, the worst pass. I mean, don't, well, you can't. Say, the worst pass was the last one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But you know what? It was a sneaky, horrific pass. It was like third and three, and he had the drag route, and it was wide open. And he missed it by it was a, like a seven yard throw, and he missed it by ten yards, and they that allowed them to get the ball back. And that was when they scored. The Niners scored. Well, here's my question: Going to usually with with the playoffs, with I'm sure with gambling on the playoffs, you, generally speaking, you want to go okay, who's got the better quarterback? That's how you think about it in the playoffs. Typically, ultimately. yes. Yeah. All right. In the NFC, you've got Brock Purdy versus Jared Goff. Based on last week, Jared Goff's the better quarterback in that matchup. So I guess the real question, Tim, is how much do you think weather impacted? Because Purdy was awful. Yeah. Now it was very we clear had, he was we had uncomfortable a, throwing a wet ball. Yes. We had a Niners everything. Yeah. Yeah. We had a Niners reporter on yesterday, and he goes, "I saw something. I didn't pick up on this. He goes, I saw something I've never seen before. Purdy dropped back to pass, took the ball from his right hand to his left hand, wiped his hand off." Took the ball back and threw a pass. So for uh, for those of you who ever been a short quarterback with a small hand, I uh, know that move when you can't get a grip on it. Mm-hmm. You, you, you got it. Yeah, that uh, was crazy in the middle. Uh, of the snap. That, that's, you got to yeah. get you got to get a grip on it. That was I've, that, pulled, I've pulled that one before. Well, and then the even more interesting question of who's got the better quarterback: Kansas City, Baltimore. It's like at another level, you know, like another le- strategy. I think we know who's the better quarterback. I think the question is. Does is the difference between quarterbacks in that game not is is you it think less? you think you think Patrick Mahomes is a better quarterback right now? I hope everybody's sitting down for this. Yes, yes, okay. yes. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, and yes, Lamar's going to win MVP. Yes, Lamar and deservedly should win. Show. Lamar should win the MVP. Um, but I think I think if if you asked, I mean, who would you ever, rather have in a playoff game? It's Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. That's ultimately what the question but is. Not who's I think better, the Ravens are. I think the Ravens are a better season. team. Yes, I think the I Ravens are a better team. I think that, I'm going to bet the Ravens. I, I think too. the Ravens win this game because it's the way, in Baltimore. I think yeah. the Ravens might even win this game. I don't know. <laughs> Saying they're going to beat Patrick Mahomes comfortably makes me uneasy. Um, 
you know, and, and depending on your threshold of bankroll, et cetera, like I'm probably going to lay money line in this. Um, you know, I've already laid a little bit at, what did I get last night? Minus 175. There's still some minus 180s out there. So Is it still look, three and a hook? Yeah. It is. And and I think that's tantalizing to a lot of people. And if I had, you know, these are very early. Um, and uh, early betting splits show that people are actually betting Baltimore, at least courtesy of DraftKings, at 59%. 60% of the early action on the Lions. Now, you know, it's interesting. We had... Every Friday on my show, we have an odds maker on from a, a local shop in town. So they are not outside of the state of Nevada. And yeah. mainly the bulk of their action comes from Vegas and Henderson, you know, people. Um, but he came on the show Friday. He goes, and I tweeted out the clip. And he said, we need both favorites. He yeah. said, we need the Ravens and we need the uh, 49ers. That was for Saturday. He texted me on Saturday morning. He goes, well... We need both dogs now. So, I mean, these things flip so quickly. So if you are one who likes that betting information, I, I like using it as a tool. We have fun talking about neighbor Nick and whatnot. It changes so often. It's, you know, especially when you look at games like the Super Bowl, you know, you know, 50, what were the TV ratings? 50 plus million people watched on Sunday. I mean, this is. I think it was what, 40, 40. Two million watched the other one. Yeah, I mean it's insane. So a lot of those people are, are betting on it too. So um, you know these will these will change a little bit. But my initial feel, I I I, I like the Ravens more than anything. I uh, the the Lions Niners game. I gotta wait and see what the Debo Samuel situation is. Is he gonna play? I mean we won't know fully how healthy he's going to be. I would if I had to guess he's gonna play. And I don't know how effective he's going so, to be. So the reason why I'm saying I want the Lions is I think even if he does play, it's going to be similar to last week. And more importantly, I think there's a decent chance he doesn't play. And as soon as they announce that he's not going to play, like I'm just signing at seven. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, it'll definitely go down um, if, if, in fact, that does – if that news does come out, and and look, I mean the 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 weakness for Detroit is their pass defense, and if Debo Samuel's not out there, they still have number of weapons, but it's not the same amount of weapons. Now I'll point this out, and it's early, and sometimes these things are what they call dummied up, so you'll get people betting them on one side and then try to come in on the other side for a bigger pop. But you know, last night when I was doing my show, it was at Circa, which is thought to be. One of the sharper books in the world, they had San Francisco six and a half, and now it's up to seven. So you know those six and a halfs got scooped up today, uh, you know for for San Francisco. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, honestly, what like I said, the the, the one that I feel that I've that I've already gotten to the window on, and I'll I'll probably continue is is Baltimore. I think Baltimore wins. I just I look at that defense, man. That defense is the real deal. Um, and I, I think they take care of business on on Sunday against Kansas City. Can I can I offer a sports television proposal related sure. to the NFL conference championship games? So we have the Super Bowl, where when the Super Bowl's on, like no other sports play during the Super Bowl. Well, you have the you have the the Arizona whatever the the waste management golf. Yeah, they don't, they're not the, going. They're on usually during, done, right? Yeah, they're well, not doing. No, that's the thing. It always goes. It always goes to a playoff that's in the first quarter. And but you're it's like, not wait. scheduled to bleed into. No, the it's supposed. Super Bowl. It's supposed to end before it. Yes, yes. like you don't. You, it's you don't play. You don't have games during the Super Bowl because no one wants to go watch. No one wants to watch a game during the Super Bowl. 
I have a new. I think it should extend to NFL Championship weekend as well. And I say well, this. Don't they do that for golf? It isn't the golf tournament so this week starts on Wednesday. That's because right? CBS doesn't want to give up waste management. Yeah, but or I'm sorry, CBS doesn't want to give up the last day of. Uh, the last day of whatever Tory Pines is now the Farmers. Yeah, Farmers Insurance Open. Yeah, um, but Memphis is playing UAB in basketball at 4 p.m. on Sunday. Yeah, in baby. the middle of the <laughs> championship yeah. games. I bring all this up for counter programming, mm-hmm. baby. Like I, I think we need to put in place a policy where this blackout, if you will, this extends needs- to championship Wait. weekend as well. Wait. If you want to play, you play at like 11 or noon or one o'clock. You need to do when we flip on ESPN on Super Bowl Sunday. It needs to be the the dog, not the dog shows, but like the the normal dogs just running around in circles programming that we see. Like yes. it's like it's on like championship yeah, it's like it's like or like Ocho ESPN Ocho yeah, type like, stuff. The outdoor games, remember whatever, that stuff. Whatever the whatever the scars would, whatever the content was that they got to watch on cheap seats. That should just be heck. Just replay cheap seats. Like that'd be great. I love the Sklar brothers. They're the best. I've had them on my show a couple times. They're, They're great. Awesome. They deliver. Um, I, I just their role in, in Entourage was uh, Emmy worthy. Well, I just I just hate the fact that uh, that this game is like, and it's it's clearly an AAC thing, Jeffrey. Every other game on Sunday takes place two o'clock Central Time or earlier. Well, why do you think that is, Mark? Or at not yeah, the the Nevada New Mexico game is at nine o'clock on FS1. That's afterwards. fine. That's called. That's like yeah. that's a. No, that's a perfect spot. Yes. After after you've had like the now what do I bet on? You need something. At least they're giving you that. Yeah. No. And New so, Mexico's the real deal. Yeah, just yeah. to put that out there. Yeah. They're, and they're then really and then the A's, Meanwhile, the AAC's got Memphis at UAB four o'clock on ESPN, as well as if you can, if you, if that's not enough, Temple at ECU four o'clock on the Deuce. Oh, I got another team for you. That's a uh, set of good kids of high integrity, moral fiber. Uh, the Grizzlies of Montana have mm. good kids. Took, took care of business last night. Somehow, Beat somehow, State. My, my college fraternity little brother is deep in the deep weeds in college basketball, and he has been having us hammer the Grizzlies. And those kids are phenomenal. Love yeah, them. Nice, nice, easy cover last yeah. night. Yeah. So, so what are what are your picks this week, Tim, for college hoops? All right, uh, we got a. I don't, I don't know if you guys are ready for tonight. Yeah, tonight. Oh, wow. love, let's get gross. All right. It's now, January. This is kind of when you need to get gross. Yeah. All right. So just a reminder, we had a good week last week, so it's it could be ugly, but uh, it's never... It's, we're know, process guys, Tim. As I texted with my buddy who bets the same way I do, why do we do this to ourselves? All right. First up, I'll give you your times. Uh, 5.30 Central today, the Hoyas... Uh, they're getting done. Uh, we're gonna take the three with Georgetown against. You're taking. Oh wow, we're putting money on Georgetown in year one. They were frisky against Xavier for a half. Is Ed Cooley turning the corner what? for Are a t- half? They lost by one, man. Yeah, but that covered, was obvious. Covered the twelve and a half by an easy margin there. Uh, I might have had Georgetown last week, so we're back to the well. Ed Cooley, I think we get a win, a little revenge. They already lost to Butler once this year. We're gonna go Georgetown. It gets uglier and disgustinger. Uh, not a word, but maybe it is. Close enough. More disgusting. Um, anyone want to take the Golden Gophers plus the three against Ooh, uh, the Badgers Wisconsin. tonight? Wow. Mm. Hey, Williams Arena, tough place to play. The barn. It's true barn. Later this week, uh, Wisconsin, maybe uh, they peeking ahead a little bit? Uh the Badgers uh, looking ahead. They got, uh, they, got the old, they got Sparty on Friday at home. little sandwich spot after roughing up Indiana. Oh, it gets grosser. Let's go. 
Um, oh, oh this this one. <laughs> oh my god! Are you ready? Are you ready for this one? The Fighting Pokes from Stillwater. They have yet to win a game in conference play. Oklahoma State, okay. Oh, five. Uh, yeah, we're going to take the four and a half with the Pokes against TCU tonight. Why? Because we have to. It's, it's, it's. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love. Hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.